what's going on? Welcome to the show. Alright, so uh, I hope that I remember to put the links down in the show notes so you can click on them things and go to them places and like, follow, subscribe. You can possibly even share with a friend. That would be super duper fantastic if you could do that and also interact with me a little bit, say hi, you know, that kind of thing. That would be helpful. Um, Because I I like to think of this as a conversation starter, right? Um, I just throw a bunch of crap out there, see what sticks to the wall, and we can talk about those things and develop and strengthen ideas and mindsets and whatnot like that, and then just see what happens, okay? So, there you go. Cool, man. Welcome to the show. Um, Let's... I want to kind of dig in deeper a little bit. Um, Why... I guess maybe why am I doing this, I guess, might be a, a, a thing. I don't know. I don't know how I'm trying to say it. I, I want to I try and verbalize my, my personal perspective on all of this because I'm, I'm, I'm going through some stuff, right? Uh, about three months ago, my wife left me, right? We've been fighting for years, right? Uh, I'm not... uh, How do I say? Uh, You know, at at first, it hurt. It still hurts. But it hurt a lot more three months ago. And... It's like a... Seems like an inevitable thing, right? Inevitably, we were going to have that argument or have that fight, and finally, one of us was going to be sick of it and stop and just say, I don't want to do this anymore. Okay? And it happened. We finally had enough. She left. We're done. We're still cool. We got kids. We got to be cool. Learned a new word over the past three months called co-parenting. Right? Um, I don't know, man. It's all it's all part of all part of my spiritual trip. All right, my personal growth kind of thing. Um, I've I've looked at this word on TikTok and whatnot, and it. It shows, you know, a couple that had broken up, and sometimes some of the ex-spouses are friends with the current spouses, and I, I don't know, I don't know, dude. It's it's not. That's not somewhere I'm at right now. I can tell you that much right now. <laughs> but I still love my wife, right? 
and I, I want her to do good. I want her to be happy, and if meeting somebody else is what makes her happy and she does well in life, then, you know, awesome. I'm, I'm sad about it. I'm sad that it's not me. I don't know if you can tell by my voice, I'm starting to break, but, you know, it sucks. It does. I wish it could have turned out better. It's not going to. So move on. You know? And part of part of moving on for me has been a a very thorough stroll down memory lane and Not necessarily on a level of regrets, but just going back through and trying to figure out how I got to this place. Because who I am right now is not who I expected I would be. I'm not necessarily hating that. I'm, I'm digging it. Because like 15 years ago, before I met my wife, I had no expectations of being a husband or a father, and yet here I am. I've got some beautiful kids. I've been an awesome husband at times. Not awesome enough to be able to continue my marriage, but I don't. I don't think that has. I mean, I don't know. I guess it has some stuff to do with me, and and her, and us kind of growing in different directions. I. I want one thing, she wants another thing, and you know, trying to keep a relationship like that together is is burden is a burden, and and it's you know, I want to raise the kids one way, and she wants to raise them a different way, and it's not too far off from each other, but I'm I'm you know, I'm different, and she's different, and. It just causes a whole lot of fighting and yelling and screaming and the kids don't need all that, so you know, we're splitting up. I don't I don't like it. <laughs> um anyway, anyway, I don't have to turn this into therapy. But you know, it's it's we're done. And trying to figure out what happens next. there's a huge financial gap now and trying to figure out what happens and how you know coming at coming at the things that I'm coming at being being something of a prepper slash survivalist coming at being something of a, a, a spiritual trip personal growth kind of thing coming at a, a, a minor amount of, of minimalism trying to trying to squeak that one in there kind of thing and and doing it from the perspective of being you know currently at this moment still married but also going through the process of getting divorced and separated and and figuring out what happens next and how I can how I can you know, best 
help out the kids? How, how can I be the best dad that I can be? And, and you know, <laughs> a, a twist, a twist in the thing for me, and, and finding out it's, a, it's quite a bit more common now than I thought it was, or at least the last, the last I had ever dealt with the idea of divorce was my parents divorcing, you know, 30 years ago. My parents have been split up now longer than they'd been together. And, you know, at the time it was one of those things where, you know, you, you've got the choice, you've got the option, who do you want to live with? But, you know, we all... We all knew that the answer was mom. You're going to be living with mom because mom is mom, you know. And every other kid in in a divorce lives with their mom. Every every kid that I've ever grown up with and has gone through divorce, the their par- their parents split up, and they went to live with their mom. Nobody ever went to go live with their dad. Their dad went somewhere else and got. You know, a second and or a third job to pay child support and and live where they're living and blah 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 and you know it, it, it's but I'm I'm in the situation where my wife is leaving and taking my stepkids away and she's leaving me with my biological children and it's 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 weird you know I'm not <laughs> I'm not. I've still not wrapped my brain around the idea that I, I get to keep the house, I get to keep the kids, I, you know, everything is, you know, and it, I don't know if, if it, it's kind of weird because it's that, how do I say it? I had, I had suspected for some time that we probably weren't going to make it, okay? And I had been trying to set up things in my head with the idea that, you know, we're going to split up, she's going to get to keep the house, and I'm going to suffer the living in my car and because I've got a, a good job, I want to keep my job, and my job is in the town that my children live in, so I can I can be there for my kids if my kids need me or my wife you know or my ex-wife wants to go out of town or something I can hang out at the house and 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 play with the kids you know and she can go do her thing with whoever she's doing her thing with and you know I can I can just be with the kids and I have to you know worrying about figuring out which which car seat my kids are gonna sleep in, you know, and I'd still be in town and and all that jazz, and you know the only thing the only thing missing in my kids' life is me sleeping at the house. I'm still around; they can still call me. Da 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 da. And you know when my wife came to me and said, "Hey, we're splitting up," I'm like, "Well, I'm not I'm not exactly ready. I don't have." Yeah, I wanted to buy a. I wanted to buy, and, and still for different reasons. But I wanted to buy. Uh, I wanted to buy a bus and a school bus and convert it in, into you know an RV 
mobile home kind of thing, right? And uh, you know, have have a place to live, and 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 park my house, and you know, and, and, and travel around. I want I've wanted to do this since before. The idea of us getting divorced was a was a possibility. I wanted to buy the bus, and uh, there's a I don't know if they still create content or not, but there was a uh, it was called the Unschool Bus, and it was a, a a family had converted a bus into their home, and they just traveled around everywhere, and it and it, one of their things they were talking about was was like. Why, um, why sit in a classroom and learn about the Civil War, you know, in a, in a classroom in, you know, Washington State, far, far, far away from, from the Civil War, whenever you could drive your home to Gettysburg or any of the other battlefields, and actually be present in the place where the Civil War took place and learn about it there and get into those fine little details of, you know, this is who these generals were. This is where they live, you know, and really immersing yourself in that. I dig that idea a lot. My wife and most of my kids, they, they didn't really dig that too much. They didn't dig that idea. They're like, all right, well, I guess we won't do that. I don't want to force my ideas on anybody, you know, and, you know, it happened to work out that way, but now, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut and run, but, you know, having, having that bus, and converting it, and traveling around, may not be for educational purposes anymore, but, able to go out and, and, you know, learn stuff about the world around me and, and history. I dig history, man. There's a kind of a bit of a, I don't know, I guess a, a 50-50 on the seriousness of the idea. I, I dig history. I like history a lot, right? I, love, I can turn on the history channel and just sit there and watch it. I don't care what it is they're talking about. But especially like ancient history and stuff like that, I, I dig, I dig all of that. That that's some pretty cool stuff. And to to be able to be so good at that to teach history, oh man, that I'm I'm all right with that. I'll I'll, I'll wrap my brain around that idea and and, and do all that that. That sounds like a lot of fun to me. That sounds like a good way for me to spend the rest of my days. I don't know how to go about all that. We'll, we'll dig into that a little bit here and, and that kind of thing. And, you know, it, it's, I don't know, this, this, this thing that's happening to me, it sucks really, really bad. It, it, it hurts a lot. Like, I, like I've, I've never been hurt before but
despite despite all of that pain. I'm I'm getting better. I'm not as a negative thing because you know I still love my wife I still want to see her do well I, I want all of these good things to happen because she's the mother of my children and she's still you know honestly she's still my very best friend she knows things about me that nobody else It's weird to watch her walk away, but it's also really exciting to to let go and just be I don't necessarily want to say alone either because I'm not I'm not alone. I mean she's still there, she's still helping. Want to see each other succeed, and, that, and that's, I don't know, still part of the weirdness of it all, because, like I said, every other divorce that I've ever seen occur, they hated each other, you know, and I'm not going to lie, there's a little part of me that, that hates her for having done this, but I don't blame her, you know, I can be difficult at times, she can be difficult at times, we fight, yell, scream at each other on a regular basis. I mean, why, why spend any more amount of time doing that than we absolutely have to? And if we don't have to, then, then don't. Go away. Go live somewhere else. I, I, I get it. I get it. I, but now, now here I am. I've got my kids to worry about. I've got my house to worry about. I've got my bills to worry about. I've got all this stuff to worry about. And that... That makes being a prepper really jump in there and say, Hey man, I I really need to be up here at the forefront of a lot of your thoughts. Because, you know... There's... There's some scary times coming, and because because of some of the little things that I've done along the way in the name of preparedness, right now they're paying off. I'm I'm all right on some levels because of like food. You know, I I don't I don't want to go to the store. emotionally beat and to go to the store and run into somebody like oh man that sucks bro you know and have to rehash it every time I go to the store I'm, I'm done with all that you know I don't even tell people anymore <laughs> not that I told a whole lot of people and it's still it's still at this point not really thing that we've told really anybody. I haven't told my parents. We haven't told our kids. You know, my, my wife needs somewhere to be to take 
the older kids, you know, and it's, ah, yeah, it's just a, a really weird place, and I don't, I don't know, the only thing that really feels solid through all of this is, is the things that I'm going to talk about in my podcast, you know, being a prepper, being a prepper is, 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 even if you want to call it something else, prepper is, is that word that everybody gets, they, at this point, everybody's either heard of or watched Doomsday Preppers, they get that it is, you know, there, there is a, there's a, a possibility of some real weirdo stuff going on <laughs> as, as far as being a prepper is. But I want to I wanna tone that down. I want my content to tone that, that, that idea down a bit. You don't have to be crazy. Okay? You can be crazy. And at times I feel like I am crazy. And, and, and there's going to be... A time that comes where, you know, I'm eventually going to build myself up to a level where some people look at me and say, hey man, you're crazy. All this stuff that you're doing as far as being a prepper is crazy. You know, like, okay, I can see how you can say that just at first glance. But why don't you take a walk with me around the, around my yard and around my house and, and we'll talk about these things and I'll show you that... I might be crazy. You might be right. But I might just be operating at a level that's a bit more extreme than you. Okay? Going going and buying insurance. You know, that's 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 a normal thing and that for some people is is preparedness. You're preparing for something to go wrong with your car, your health. So you buy insurance to, you know, to break balance, you know, and that, that to me is, is prepper stuff. You go to the store and instead of going, you know, waking up in the morning, getting yourself dressed and ready to go and, and driving to Walmart and buying breakfast and coming back to the house and cooking and cleaning and doing all that stuff for the one meal, okay, instead of doing that, you buy all of your groceries for that day and for the next three or four days. And on some level in my head, that that's some level of being a prepper, right? Now, I'm just taking it another step. Instead of buying groceries for two or three days, I'm buying groceries for a week. And once I get to that point, you know, maybe I buy, you know, instead of for seven days, I buy for ten days. And, you know what I mean? Like copy canning. There's, there's all these these little subtle techniques and tips and tricks that that you can apply that over the course of time instead of you know instead of doing the weirdo thing instead of doing the ultra extreme thing and buying a year's worth of freeze-dried food and sticking it in a 
you know, sticking it in, in uh, airtight bags and out in the out in your garage or burying it in a cache out in property somewhere. Little things like that that are, you know, in, in my mind at this point is is a bit extreme. But you know, slowing it down a bit and, and thinking, well, you know, those those people that are doing those extreme things used to be where I'm at right now. And they're scared. They're looking at the world as a crazy place. And they want to do something to, you know, to balance out the, the crazy in case something happens. You know, if, if, if the world goes to crap, the zombie apocalypse hits, and there is going to be no possibility of the, the economy or the government coming back to life. If you truly are on your own in a self-reliant situation and you don't have any food or water or training or anything like that, like most of the world does at this point, if, if you can't do these things, then you're not going to make it long. Right? And I don't want to be one of those people. I want to live. I love being alive. Breathing is freaking awesome. Alright? I don't want to give it up. I don't. I'll go to some extremes to make sure I don't have to give up my breathing habit. Alright? And because I love my children, I don't want them to have to give up their breathing habit either. Alright? I think it's pretty awesome that... You know, I, I love breathing. Fast, slow, pausing for minutes at a time. I, I love breathing. It's great. It's good stuff. And if me being a prepper and me being weird helps me to continue my breathing habit and my children's breathing habit, then I'm going to do it. Okay? If it means that I'm gonna, I'm gonna survive the zombie apocalypse, and I'm gonna reference zombie apocalypse pretty regularly as a metaphor, an analogy, whatever the word is, because it gets, it gets more people interested. Okay? Oh, zombies! <laughs> That's cool. I've watched those movies before. Man, some of the, some of those things that they do are pretty inventive and smart. Like, yeah, yeah, we, we, we should start doing that now. In case something happens, you know, something a little more reasonable but still crazy far out there being Mad Max. Yeah. You know, why not why not spend the time now and and the resources now and the the, the time and the ability, even if it's not something that you're gonna be using, but getting you know, getting future generations ready and prepared for something to happen and then and then you know following that mindset something weird happens along the way this idea of, of self-reliance and self-sufficiency and, and looking to nature and, and realizing that the things that you need the absolute gotta gotta have food water shelter community love tools they're all out there in nature and they're all for free you don't have to work at a job that you hate. Right? Now, 
we live in a world where it is something of a necessity. I, I can't get away from right this very moment kind of thing where we've got to have a job. We've got to have a house. We've got to have a car. We've got, you know, we do all of these things because we got to do them because we got to have those those things but also in order to dull the pain we also go after other things like stuff you know like I don't know uh, my, my headset or my phone I don't need a phone okay I don't need the smartphone I don't need a computer okay and you start looking at the things to get rid of from a minimalist perspective like your car. You absolutely have to have a car. What would happen if you got rid of your car? In, in, in my mind, the way I ran through this, if if I didn't have to have a car, that's that's money that I don't have to spend on car payments, insurance, upkeep, maintenance, stuff like that. I don't have to spend that money every month. Well, then that makes it possible that I don't have to have as good of a job. I don't have to make as much money. Or maybe I don't have to work as many days. Instead of working a five plus, instead of, here we go, instead of working a 40 hour plus work week, maybe I could work 30. See what I'm saying? I don't have to work as many hours because I don't have as many bills and I don't have to spend as much money to live my life. And you start you start taking more and more and more away from that that idea. Like, okay, I don't need a house. Alright, cool. You know, and, and and trying to figure out where it is that you're gonna live. Where am I where am I living? Okay, do I have to have a house? Well <coughs> me personally at this point, yes, I have to have a house. I have kids. I live in society. There are laws, you know, little things like that. Our, our, our world, our reality, where we live right now. Yes, I have to have a house. So yes, I have to have a job. Yes, I have to have bills and utilities and a car. I have to have all of these things. But, I can also work towards a better world of making my kids realize that the world that I was raised in isn't necessarily, you know, the, the truth. It doesn't have to be that you have to have a house, you have to have a car, or you don't have to have a brand new house, you don't have to have a brand new car. See what I'm saying? You can have a house, or if you don't want to have a house, you can have an apartment. Up until a couple of years ago, I was pretty solid with the with the acceptance of I'm not going to own a house. Okay, and and even right now, I could definitely see me getting to a point where I don't have a house anymore. I'll sell the house. I'll get an apartment. I'll you know. I'll be a history teacher and you know I'll have a two bedroom house one you know my one bedroom 
actual bedroom and then the other bedroom to be my 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 library, my study, my den, where I hang out with all of my books and you know and, and do my history teacher stuff and then you know just because just because it's fun. You know, I'll probably end up doing that at my house. I'll probably die in that house and you know and, and not ever be a thing. But it's, it's possible, and 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 to 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 show my children that to to for them to understand that you don't have to sacrifice your time with yourself, your time with your family. You don't have to sacrifice this life that you're living in the pursuit of stuff. Just because, you know, insert the latest rapper's name here says that you're not successful unless you've got lots of bling and a big house and a Ferrari. And if you don't have these things, then you're a big loser. And that, that's, that's a bunch of crap. That's, that's how I grew up. That's, that's how I spent my 20s in depression because... I wasn't ever going to be that person. I wasn't ever going to be able to provide that kind of a life for the woman that I love or the children that I was yet to have. You know, I wasn't ever going to be able to do that. And it made me sad. It made me to the point where I I felt like I was never going to be worthy of being married. Who's going to want to marry me because I don't have any money? I can't. I can't spend two months on a on an engagement ring to to show my worth and my love to my wife. I can't do that. I don't have that kind of money. It's not going to be a very big ring, you know. And it's it's part of the reason why I still love my wife so much because she's taught me. A, a crap load of invaluable things. Like I can't be loved without money. I don't have any money and people love me. I don't have any money. I didn't spend two months salary on my wife's engagement. Her engagement ring was actually her wedding. And we spent like 20 bucks on it. And I got 14 years of love out of it. I mean, investment-wise, that that's pretty good, you know? Investment-wise, there are people, you know, look at Kim and Kanye. How many hundreds of thousands of dollars do you suppose he spent on his engagement ring to be married to her for 24 hours? You know what I mean? I'm... I, I, I'm I'm pretty all right. I think I feel like I did pretty good with my twenty dollar ring, but I, you know, I'm all right with that. But it, it's not it's not necessary to spend all of your life chasing money and stuff to be happy. If that's what makes you happy, then okay. But I don't 
I don't want my kids to get the impression from me that they're only going to be worthy and they're only going to be happy because the 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 number the amount of money that they've got in the bank or the type of clothes that they wear. I want them to be comfortable with their life and I want them to be able to be attracted and attract the their their soulmate, their life mate, their their future ex-spouse, you know. <laughs> I don't know how it's going to work for them, but I do know that I want them to be happy, and I want them to understand that happy isn't necessarily money and stuff. You know what I mean? I want, I want my kids to be able to be comfortable. I want my kids to, if they're if they're happy, you know, working a job that pays them, you know, $10,000 a month, awesome. That's pretty cool. But to also be of the understanding that the stuff that they're buying, the house that they live in isn't them, their money isn't them, their car isn't them, it doesn't define them either. I want them to be happy because they're happy, not because they've bought stuff and the stuff is... You know, making a, a false sense of being happy. I want them to love themselves. I want love to be their motivation, not not money. I want a lot of money. I'll I'll say it right out loud right now. I want a lot of money. But I don't want a lot of money so that I can buy a big fancy house and fast cars and stuff like that. I want a lot of money so that I can help others. Okay? I want a lot of money so I can help other people I don't know, be better preppers. Be, and whenever I say prepper, it, it's, it's more of a a responsible adult. Okay? It's just the word prepper takes that to the next level. And and to climb those levels of preparedness. Okay? Like as as a parent, I have first aid kits around the house. It's got you know band-aids mostly, but also you know the little the little antiseptic wipes and stuff like that and I've got some tweezers and pulling out splitters and stuff but but taking it to the next level of okay my medicine cabinet isn't that that little one by two square behind the mirror in in my in my bathroom there's some stuff in there yeah but it's not limited to that I've gone to paramedic school Alright, I've not been a paramedic, I didn't graduate, but I was in the EMT basic and tried to take it further into being a paramedic. I didn't have time for the clinical hours and something I would maybe like to pursue later on in life. We'll see how the whole history teacher thing goes. There's lots of lots of little paths, little forks in the road that I would like to explore and see what happens, and I don't know right now. Maybe. We'll see what happens. But I've been down that road a little bit before and I know some stuff. 
And because I know those things, for me personally, my first aid kit needs to be a little bit more extensive than just some band-aids and some creams and a little plastic box under the sink somewhere. Right? I'm a bit more extreme than that because my love for my children pushes me further than that. Okay? My kids are my why. I listen to a lot of motivational speakers, Tony Robbins, Tim Ferriss. I listen to these guys and I listen to how their words push me. <coughs> you know what I mean? I feel I feel motivated when they speak and they say their words and I'm like, yes, yes, I gotta do this. And they keep all of these motivational speakers, they keep talking about your why. Figure out your why and go from there. And that's the thing that drives you. My why is my kids. Okay? I have four beautiful, amazing children that I would, you know, they talk about people would die for their kids. I want to live for my kids. Okay? Me dying for my kids isn't going to provide much for my kids. It's just going to have a, a weird a weird plot loop in their life as far as their, their life story goes. Well, my dad died. Right? I want to live for my kids. They are my why. They are my thing that drives me. So whenever I look at being a prepper, I look at my first aid kit and I need it to be better than that. Okay? We live in a world full of all of these medicines and, and band-aids and, and stuff like that. And if something scary were to happen, like Red Dawn, if that became a reality in, in my world, then... You know, I want to be ready for that to happen. And if it doesn't happen, okay. Good. I'm so glad that Red Dawn has never happened. Okay? I don't want to be right about these things. I want to be very wrong. Please, please, please let me be wrong about these things. I don't want it to happen. I don't want my kids to live in a world like that. Please, please do not let it happen. But, also, with the same drive, I want to be ready just in case it does happen. So, I spend a couple extra bucks at Dollar Tree, get some extra get some extra band-aids and I buy the I buy the ones with the with the cute little designs on it I've got some old Dora ones I've got some uh, you know, with the cute little designs for the little kids and you got a boo-boo and you just scraped your knee that's okay it's not a big deal here's a band-aid it's gonna make your day that much brighter I'm all right with that it was only a dollar no big deal I got a hundred more of them no big deal Puts a smile on your face. I hope you have a good day. Being, being a prepper for me is just the the next level of responsibility. 
that are not preppers are irresponsible. I'm just doing, I'm just following my path. I'm following the thing that seems right for me. You want to live your life that way, you go right ahead. I, I just want to get it out there that I'm not judging you. I, I don't necessarily want to say that I don't care how you live your life. But part of my spiritual trip over the years has taught me uh, the part of the Wiccan read uh, says that and in harm's done do what thou wilt. Alright? And if if you're not harming me, if you're not harming the people around you, okay. We'll, we'll see. But, you know, it, it kind of comes back to that freedom thing again. I don't want people sticking their nose at my business, just like I would expect them not wanting me to put my nose in their business. See how that works? That's a whole freedom thing for you. You want to be free to live your life, I want to be free to live my life. Right. So to, to to try and set up the world in such a way as that, where everybody gets to live the life that they want to live, but also, you know, don't don't tread on me. There you go. <laughs> Do your thing over there. That's cool. I'm going to do my thing over there. This is cool. Right? And... And to, and, to, and to teach my kids, the next generation, to be more self-sufficient than, than I was taught. That makes sense? Like I, I wasn't taught to be self-sufficient. I was taught... Go get a job, go make money, you know, and that that may have been a more realistic thing for my parents and my grandparents to tell my parents of how to live their life because that's that's how life worked back then, right? It stopped working that way whenever my generation got through high school and started going to college and stuff. It didn't work that way. I'm not exactly sure why. I'm kind of hoping my my trip down history teacher lane will will help me learn this, and I can share it with you, and and, and that kind of thing. And so that, that I don't want I don't want my my podcast to be about one thing. I want it to be about a lot of things. And if it's about one thing, it's about me. It's about me living my life and learning some stuff. And handing it over to anybody who wants to listen. Okay? I'm not... I'm not any sort of an authority on anything. Alright? I'm just trying to share my experience with other people. And hope that it helps. If it helps, awesome. Go down and go, go into your app and hit the hit the thumbs up or give me a positive review or give me some stars 
tell me how good of a job you think I'm doing, that'd be super duper, okay? If you don't like my show, say that too. Maybe I can, I can learn something that I'm doing wrong. The noise in the background, the road, ain't going nowhere, alright? It may eventually, I hope so, be able to build a studio out in my garage, a soundproof booth, and do a... Uh, you know, a professional production of my podcast, but right now it's not happening, and I don't want to wait for that day to happen in order to start doing this. I need to start doing this now, and I'm not going to wait any longer. There's going to be that noise in the background. I am sorry. I apologize. I hope you stick around long enough to watch my show grow into this great, awesome thing that helps lots of people, and I really hope that's what happens. That is a huge goal of mine, to make lots of money off of this show and help lots and lots of people. I'm not, I'm not just doing this for me, I'm doing this for as many people as I possibly can. Right? I'm doing it for my kids, I'm doing it for my ex-wife, I'm doing it for the kids who can't used to carry or still carry. I don't know how that works anymore. I'm, carrying, I'm doing it for all of the children who called me dad. I'm doing it for the one little bitty baby right now that calls me Papa. Alright? I'm doing it for the people whose lives that they touch. I'm doing it for the people whose lives that they touch. Every level of people that get touched beyond me, I'm doing it for those people too. And I really, really think that if we all lived our lives... And in that mindset, that this world would be a much, much better place. Alright? Instead of instead of chasing after money, instead of chasing after stuff, chasing after helping our neighbors live a better life, helping our children, our grandchildren, our, our nieces, our nephews, all the way up and down the family tree from roots to to stems to all all over helping other people live the best life that they can possibly live that that to me that's that's my motivation that's that's my why and and I, and I have to fully admit that the more I pursue that why, the more I pursue that drive, the more I commit myself to it, the better I feel about me. The better I feel about the world in general. Knowing that I'm, I'm one of those voices that helps other people become better and help other people become better and they help better, you know, on and on down the chain of events of people just becoming better and, and being happier and, and, and living a happier life and a more love-filled life, I'm, I'm all about that. Even if it doesn't happen tomorrow, even if it happens after, after my days are over and there's no more, there's no more me to, to hopefully have left a a legacy for my kids, leaving a legacy behind for my kids to 
to be motivated into helping other people still after after I'm gone helping more people and they leave behind their legacy of helping even more people and on and on and on and on and on to the point where maybe it's 10 generations from now how many how many thousands of years have humans been on this planet and gotten to this point where we are now that's a that's a lot of generations and it's probably not going to solve itself in my lifetime it's probably not in my kids or my grandkids or my great-grandkids but eventually if nothing else at least coming to a balance of of our crazy ways you know like the pursuit of money yeah we live in a world where money is a necessity at this time but in, in the grander scheme of things it's not necessary okay It's really not a necessary thing to have money. We can we can spend our time, we can spend our energy and our lives growing our own food. Okay? And 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 pulling ourselves out of this materialistic society one person at a time is eventually going to reduce the amount of waste that we create. You know, in, in plastics and whatnot. <coughs> if, if one person pulls themselves out of it right now, today, and they never ever turn back, then you know that that's one person. That's one person's worth of trash that doesn't get put in the in the landfill. That's one person's worth of trash that doesn't wind up in one of the the big five or six trash islands in in the oceans right now. You know what I mean? It's taken thousands of years to get to this point. It would be super duper awesome if we all came to our senses and got it fixed overnight. That'd be pretty cool, yeah. But it's not going to happen. Right? As much as I want to sit here and, and, and preach and hope it's not going to happen. But eventually, one person at a time, all right. One generation at a time, all right. But, but instead of throwing my hands up in the air and shrugging my shoulders and saying, oh, well, you can't beat them, join them. No. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of being that way. necessarily trying to beat anybody. I'm just trying to make the world a better place. I'm trying to live my life a better way and to share my example with people. Alright, so if that's something you are interested in, like, follow, and subscribe. Share with a friend. Interact with me. Say hi. Let me know what you think about this show. Let's let's start a conversation. Tell me where I'm wrong. Alright? If I'm wrong about something, let me know and, and and then it'll it'll be, oh, okay. I'm I'm a humble enough of a person to be, alright, look, you're right, I'm wrong. Alright? Let's let's figure it out. Let's let's figure out 
if I want to do this thing and I'm going about it the wrong way, what's the right way? What's another way? I don't necessarily want to call it right and wrong, but, you know, because I think I'm living my life the right way. You think you're living your life the right way. But we both see, we both in our own minds think that the other person's living their lives the wrong way. Right, so let's not let's not put labels like right and wrong on it. Let's let's look at it as they're living their life a different way, and I'm living my life a different way, and see maybe if we can trade ideas and help each other get even better. Okay. Um. Yeah. That should be it. Um. I'm gonna I'm gonna remember. I'm not gonna publish this one. Until I get my, uh, until I get my my links all together and ready to go, and then I'll publish this one. All right, so I'll I'll play around with that. And we'll see what happens. Like, follow, subscribe, share with friends, interact with me. Let me know what you think about the show. And I will see you later. Have a good one. Goodbye.